Welcome to all the horror podcast. Each episode will feature a spine-tingling, creepy horror story that will keep you awake. Enjoy the story. My story begins on a cold winter night at the beginning of the year. I'm always driving home from work. I do security work and often have to use my GPS to drive to unknown and sometimes odd and secluded places and odd hours of the night. I personally love my job because it's quiet, often secluded and I sometimes get to enjoy the quietness and seclusion of the outdoors at night. On this particular evening I was working a split shift and was getting off work at about 2 am. Another security guard would be coming in to finish the rest of the shift. The side I was at was a truck stop in the middle of nowhere. There were only a few fast food places and one very tiny shopping plaza. It had one major retail chain and about three to five other small stores. I was listening to the radio in my car and had the heat on. 2 a.m. came around and my relief arrived. He stopped for a bit as I had met the guy before at another site. After a few minutes, we said our goodbyes and parted ways. Punched my home address into the GPS and was on my way. I'm pretty bad with directions and remembering ways to drive. However, I kind of figured that the GP would take me back the way I came. But for some reason it did not. The GPS plotted a route. That was a little longer in time than the way I'd originally come by 20 minutes. I didn't mind. I had a great night. Little did I know, this night was about to take a very weird, creepy, and unusual turn. As I was driving, the GPS wanted me to go down a road that led into the woods. I've seen this road a few times before on my ventures, but I've never driven on it. I think it would be an interesting trip not knowing what lies ahead on this road. And what was about to happen? As I was driving on the road through the woods, I noticed there weren't many street lights and the spaces between the street lights was getting longer and longer. Eventually they were no more ST lights. At this point, I turned on my high beams. There were no other cars on the road with me, none behind me or in the oncoming lane. Through about five minutes of driving on this road, and after I passed the point where there were no more street lights a little down the road, I noticed two figures standing in my path. I started to slow down as I began to realize these figures were people and that they were the size of children. As I got closer, I noticed that the children would not move out of my way. I had to come to a stop. When I came to a stop, they walked up from the front of my car to the passenger side of my car. At which one of them the older and taller looking one. I gave a slight tap on the window. As I looked at them, I noticed they were wearing hoodies. With the hoods over their heads and slightly covering the tops of their faces so that what little there was would cast a shadow over their eyes to their noses. I also noticed how pale their skin was. All these were signs to me that these were most likely two black-eyed kids. Realizing this, I threw my car into DR, slammed on the gas pedal, and sped off. I looked in the mirror view mirror as I stood on it. And they were gone. In 2001, my family and I moved into a new house. It was a small four-bedroom, with two bathrooms. I was the first to claim which room was mine. I took the last room down the hall to the left. 
from the moment we moved in. Things didn't feel right. But we ignored it. Thinking it was just us needing to warm up to a new house. My first night in that room was normal, aside from it being cold. It was so cold, in fact, that I used five thick blankets and when I breathed, I could see the cold air coming out of my mouth. I just thought it was winter weather and nothing more. A week later, my mom asked me how I was sleeping in the new house. I told her it was okay, but that it was really cold in my room. I took advantage of that moment to ask for a heater in my room. She disagreed with me and said I was crazy adding that it was not cold in the house. It was then that I realized the rest of the house was pretty warm. Keep in mind I live in LA and our winters are not that cold. Sometime later. I woke up in the middle of the night. Some black figures are in the corner of my room. I was so freaked out that I tried to run out of my room and hit my head on the corner of a shelf. This landed me on the floor passed out. I found myself on the floor when I was awakened by my alarm at 6am, which was set to get me up for work, and called the shadow person as I had seen the night before, and decided that I had made my imagination go wild or that my eyes had been playing tricks on me. While I was in the mirror getting ready for work, how to spot the freezing air behind my neck. And this in the near, to my horror, there was a lady sitting on my bed. I sat there frozen and shook it off, saying to myself, I'm still half asleep or groggy from being knocked on the head. I'm just seeing things. I said to myself. A week later, a neighbor came across the street and welcomed me to the neighborhood. We got into a conversation about the previous owner of the house. She told me that the previous owner was a nice old lady who had been sick. I asked what had happened to the old lady. But the old lady had a mental condition in which she would run up and down the street screaming. Constantly it was causing a scene in the neighborhood. The neighbor then told me that the lady's daughter was trying to take her to her home so she could be properly managed by doctors. But sadly, before the daughter was able to move her. I'm thinking I passed away. And she died in the room that I had picked. That's mine. And then it's my neighbor to describe the lady. She described the lady that I saw sitting on my bed while I was looking into my mirror. After hearing all of this, I bribed my little brother to switch rooms with me. I didn't tell them anything about the hunting experience. The next day my brother told me the room was too cold to sleep in. He felt uncomfortable. Me being the older, I told him. Tough luck, it's your room now. We moved into a bigger house four years later. That was when my family and I talked about that house. I told them what I had seen and what had happened to me, as well as the things I heard. My brother added that he heard and felt the same things as I did. But what surprised me most was when my mom pulled this, which she had seen. While she was there. She had heard the cupboards opening and closing in the kitchen. He heard someone walking up and down the hallway. And doorknobs twisting and shaking like someone was trying to get in. This story is about my grandparents and happened when I was about five years old in 1988. My grandfather, on my mom's side, died before I was born. But my mom often told me how she and I were very close. Much closer than she and her mother were. 
She used to say though, that granddad adored my gran and that they were together for 40 years and had seven children. My form of being the only girl. I think you remember my grandma. She lived in a little council house in town where I grew up. It was just up from where my mom lived with us. The house was standard and quite modern really, although a little rundown. Mainly due to Gran being an older lady who was not so agile with cleaning and repairs. My uncles helped where they could, but they were all busy with their own lives. Every Sunday without fail, my Gran would kick up a big dinner and we would all be invited. It's funny, really, to think back on trying to get us all around the kitchen table, sitting up on kitchen stools, a sewing machine chair, even a rocking chair once when there were no other chairs available. It was November of 1988. I was apparently there for most of this, but being a little mite, I don't remember it at all. The First Incident November 5, 1988 Bonfire Night My mom and my uncles were letting off rockets in the garden for us kids. My mom went inside to use the bathroom. When she came out, she was teasing her brother Fran about the amount of aftershave you must have used. Fran still lived at home at the time. The scent had filled the whole utility room next to the bathroom. She said a familiar smell, which was why she blamed her brother. But Fran said he had no idea what she was talking about. My mom went back inside, and the smell was gone. About a week or so later, my mom smelled the aftershave again. And this time, she asked Fran if it was him. You said no again. My mom went to ask her mom and they had an interesting conversation. Grand claimed that the scent was granddad's aftershave. A few days later, my mom got a message from Fran that their mom wanted to see her. She went up the hill after dropping me off at school and found my grand quite upset. She asked her what the problem was. My gran told her that she had been woken up by the door closing at 4 a.m. that morning. Strange in itself, but the thing is that granddad used to work on the railways and used to leave for work at 4 a.m. Mom comforted Grant. But then later that day, when mom dropped in with me after school, Grant said she'd smelled the aftershave again. These things in themselves might not seem important, but the story has a rather sad ending. These events continued up until the 27th of that year, Sunday. We were all scheduled to go up and see Grand for lunch. As usual, I was in the little park first thing in the morning under the care of my brother, who was a little older than me. Remember it well? We were building a dam in the stream laughing and playing when my uncle Fran came into the park. He came to us at once and told us to go straight home. Yes, my grandmother had died. She'd been cooking the roast as normal and had suddenly and unexpectedly suffered a massive aneurysm. She'd been gone by the time the ambulance arrived. Perhaps these odd events led to her passing. It was just wishful thinking and coincidence. But I do like to believe that perhaps knowing that her time was limited. My granddad came back for one last month. To take the hand of his beloved winning once more and lead her on to the other world. Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairies.